can learn to set a confident course to the safe port of call. The problem is that behavioral finance can seem a little daunting, full of studies and inferences, and not tied together very well. Until now, that is. My good friend, James Montier, who literally wrote the book on behavioral finance, called Behavioral Finance, Insights into Irrational Minds and Markets, has now put his considerable knowledge into this small tome, The Little Book of Behavioral Investing. I am no stranger to James's work. He and I worked on a lengthy chapter on behavioral finance for my book, Bullseye Investing. I thought I was familiar with the subject. But taking the little book on a plane ride was one of the best investments of reading time I have had in years. I found myself, on all too many occasions, sadly admitting to myself, that's me, and sighing, vowing to never again make that mistake. But at least I now know what to avoid, and I can work to improve my habits. This is a book that I am going to have to read often, at least annually. Thankfully, James has made the book fun and the subject interesting. His naturally wry humor comes through whether learning why we can't seem to sell when we should or why we choose our price targets, James gives us a blueprint to become better investors in sixteen little chapters full of insight. No more, homo mistakus. I suggest you put this audiobook on the top of your listening pile and keep it near your desk so you can refer to it often to help keep you calm in the heat of the decision-making process. So sit back and let James help bring out your inner Spock. John Maudlin Introduction This is a book about you. You are your own worst enemy. How could I possibly write a book about you? After all, chances are we've never met, let alone that I know you well enough to write a book about you. The answer is actually very simple. You are a human being, unless the sales of this book and audiobook have managed to reach interplanetary proportions, evidence of extreme over-optimism on my part, perhaps, and we humans are all prone to stumble into mental pitfalls. This is as true in investing as it is in every other walk of life. Indeed, Ben Graham, the father of value investing, even went so far as to say, the investor's chief problem, and even his worst enemy, is likely to be himself. Evidence of this harmful investor behavior can be found in the annual Dalbar studies, which measure the actual returns achieved by investors, rather than the returns from a passive index, such as the S&P 500. They also capture the degree to which investors attempt to time their entry and exit to the market among other things. The results aren't pretty. Over the last 20 years, the S&P 500 has generated just over 8% on average each year. Active managers have subtracted 1 or 2% from this, so you might be tempted to think that individual investors in equity funds would have earned a yearly 6-7%. to However, equity fund investors have managed to reduce this to a paltry 1.9% per annum.
This results from buying and selling at just about the worst possible point in time. Sure looks like Ben Graham was right. We really are our own worst enemies. The good news is that it doesn't have to be this way. We can learn to make better decisions. It isn't easy, but it is possible. The Little Book of Behavioral Investing will take you on a guided tour of the most common behavioral challenges and mental pitfalls that investors encounter and provide you with strategies to eliminate these innate traits. Along the way, we'll see how some of the world's best investors have tackled the behavioral biases that drag down investment returns, so that you hopefully will be able to learn from their experiences and go on to make superior returns and have fewer losses. The most important lesson of all. Whenever I teach behavioral psychology,